0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network, Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Friday, October 28th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news, made possible when you get your Halloween gear through my Amazon links at buzzburbank.com. Donald Trump's running mate was in a close call last night as the campaign plane carrying Mike Pence skidded off the runway after a rough landing at New York's LaGuardia Airport. No one got hurt, but a runway was still closed this morning. The incident forced Pence to miss a fundraiser at Trump Tower, but he's back on the campaign trail today. Trump, meanwhile, is threatened to sue NBC for releasing the Access Hollywood video that has him making crude comments about women. It's a violation of California law to record someone if they have a reasonable expectation they're not being recorded. As Election Day draws closer, the WikiLeaks revelations seem to get more potent. One of the latest documents released was a stolen memo written by a man who raised money for the Clinton Foundation and for Bill Clinton. The long memo from former presidential aide Doug Band lists corporate donors who gave both to the charity and to Bill. The corporations included Coca-Cola and Dow Chemical. The memo includes a total haul of $8 million in donations to a worthy charity and $3 million to the former president for speaking and consulting fees, plus free luxury vacations. Band's memo also emphasizes that the fundraising for Bill was performed separately from the fundraising for the charity. Band says the very purpose of the memo was to show the overlap because he admits his company solicited money for both causes. This is the first email stolen from the Clinton campaign chairman, John Podesta, whose author confirms the email's legitimate. The U.S. government says Russia is behind the hacks and that it's feeding the emails to WikiLeaks, whose founder admits he has it in for Hillary Clinton. It's provided ammunition for Republicans and Donald Trump, who have accused Mrs. Clinton of making herself accessible to foreign officials who made donations to the Clinton Foundation, a charge that both Mrs. Clinton and the State Department deny. Donald Trump is pulling out all the stops in his final push to become president. He's now promising a series of reforms he says will improve the lives of inner-city African-Americans. Trump calls the proposals a new deal for black America. He says the goal would be to push more African-Americans upward into middle-class incomes. The proposals include putting more cops on the streets to make inner-city neighborhoods safer through a crackdown on gangs, better roads, bridges and schools, and the jobs created by those improvements tax breaks for black owned businesses that open in those neighborhoods and the reform of social welfare programs whatever that might entail trump wants to declare some neighborhoods disaster areas so they'd qualify for federal help in rebuilding after the demolition of abandoned properties as good as some of this may sound to some black voters it's likely too little too late since polls show only seven percent of black voters favoring trump against the 89 percent who favor Clinton. Trump polls no better with any other minority, including the Indian-Americans he's now courting. But on Indian-American cable stations, his campaign's running ads that show Trump at the Republican Hindu Coalition, attended by several top stars from Bollywood. The ad shows Trump speaking Hindi at the event. It's just one line, ab-ki-bar-trump-sakar, which means, this time, a Trump government. Indian Americans favor Clinton over Trump 57 percent to 29, but in the final days of his campaign Trump's reaching out to everyone, including some he offended along the way. President Obama recently expressed his concern about the potential for violence on election day and in the days that follow. He's not alone. 51 percent of Americans are also worried, especially with nearly four out of ten Trump supporters saying they would not accept Hillary Clinton as their president. Federal law enforcement is watching the threats on social media, trying to sort out what might be real from political bluster. If you've ever ridden in an elevator made by a company called Otis, you're connected to the man who allegedly destroyed Donald Trump's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Jamie Otis is the heir to that elevator company's fortune, and he's now publicly admitted he did it and turned himself over to Los Angeles police to face the music. Otis says he did it as an act of civil disobedience and that he's willing to be punished for breaking the law. He's been to this rodeo before, having been arrested dozens of times for his involvement in other public protests. Otis says this was a crime, but also free expression. If he's charged with felony vandalism, he could be facing a $10,000 fine and three years in prison. Still, Otis says, I did it. I'm very happy I did it. And I'm proud I did it. Quoting Otis, I admit I've broken the law, I've vandalized, I've stolen, and now I'm going to get my punishment. And that, says Otis, is something Mr. Trump has never done. Experts say the future of the world depends on the U.S., China, and Russia. And in recent years, the U.S. has been falling behind on what we now call the STEM subjects. STEM, short for science, technology, engineering, and math. To remain a leader, the U.S. has to at least keep up, if not excel, America needs scientists and mathematicians, and it needs them quickly. A lot of our companies need them now to compete in the new world economy. The bad news is it won't happen soon. The good news is it will happen. In an assessment of how U.S. students perform in these subjects, researchers found solid improvement in the scientific knowledge of our younger students, but a lack of proficiency in the higher grades, for whom the new focus on STEM came too late. The new focus that boosted science and math scores in the younger kids and the active recruitment of girls into those fields has helped close the gender gap held over from the days in which science was a boy thing. But companies that need bright new talent will have to wait another 10 to 15 years, wait for today's fourth and eighth graders to graduate because the assessment shows nearly four out of five of our high school seniors today are not proficient at science. So the good news is the new focus on STEM is helping. The bad news is perhaps not quickly enough. There's good news and bad about college as well. The good news? Student loan borrowing continues to decrease, which reduces our collective college debt. Borrowing was down by $24 billion this year and down for the fifth year in a row. It could mean, though, fewer people are even trying to go to college, and with good reason, because the bad news The cost of attending college has continued to climb to new record highs and financial aid has not grown. The price has gone up. The amount of help available has not. Tuition and fees up by two to three and a half percent. Combined with books and room and board, the average in-state student is paying just over 20 grand. At a private school, it's just over $45,000. Both presidential candidates have offered plans to help struggling students and their families, Clinton's offering free in-state tuition for families making $85,000 or less. Trump says he'll cut the cost of college by cutting red tape and the jobs it generates, as well as by letting students repay their loans as their future paychecks allow. Twenty-two schoolchildren and six teachers have been killed in the deadliest attack on a school since the start of the war in Syria five years ago. UNICEF, the United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund, says it is an outrage. If deliberate, it's a war crime. Everyone has accused Russia and Syrian forces of the attack. This is a lie, says Russia's foreign ministry. Russia, it says, has nothing to do with this dreadful attack. Two news organizations and a British human rights group say it was a joint attack by Russia and Syria. Now in its fourth year with three and a half million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the REL Network. Don't be afraid. It's not too late to get everything you need for Halloween through my Amazon links at buzzburbank.com. Halloween decorations, makeup and wigs, costumes for kids and adults. My Amazon links, even the smart way to get your candy brought to your door in time before the goblins come to take it away. With Prime, there's still time. And when you use the Amazon links at buzzburbank.com, you provide vital support to this free daily news. My links can also hook you up with Amazon Prime Video's unlimited screaming. Through the end of the month, unlimited streaming of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Carrie, the others, and of course, Halloween, and more. If you're a member of either Prime or Prime Video, both available on a month-to-month basis. With the holidays coming, now's the time to join, especially when you're Halloween shopping through my Amazon links At buzzburbank.com. It's so appreciated, it's scary. To try to prevent another water crisis like the lead contamination in Flint, Michigan, the feds are coming out with new regulations. The Environmental Protection Agency, which says it's been working on these ideas for years, has released a plan in writing. That plan involves more aggressively replacing old lead pipes, updating requirements for testing the water, and more attention to what levels of lead are harmful to children and pregnant women. Unsafe levels of lead contamination have been reported in other parts of the country as well. $265 million that Amtrak could have spent improving safety will now be paid out instead as a lawsuit settlement to the families of people killed in a Philadelphia crash last year and to some of the survivors who were injured. That $265 million settles more than 20 lawsuits that have been rolled into one. The crash in May of 2015 happened as a train from D.C. to New York hit a 50-mile-an-hour curve at 106 miles an hour. Amtrak, which had already taken responsibility for the accident, says it happened because the engineer became distracted by a radio report about a rock being thrown at another train. For what it's worth, this is the quickest turnaround for this kind of lawsuit ever recorded. In the Battle of Cannonball, North Dakota, the white man won again. Armed soldiers and riot-geared police moved in on protesters for the Standing Sioux tribe yesterday, arresting them for occupying property set aside for the building of an oil pipeline through farmland and under a river. The protesters offered only passive resistance and there were no reports of violence or injury. Over 120 people were arrested. The protesters' camp is now empty. The organizers say there will be twice as many protesters there tomorrow. 260 protesters had been arrested before yesterday's operation to clear them out. The Native Americans say the land is theirs under a treaty signed more than a century ago. And they say a pipeline leak into the river would pollute drinking water for millions of Americans downstream. In Oregon, a jury has acquitted all seven members of an anti-government militia that overtook a bird sanctuary there last year for more than a month. Although five of the men were freed by authorities after the verdict, the Bundy brothers were taken back to jail they still face criminal charges from another standoff with government officers in Nevada in 2014. Representatives from around the world applauded after the U.S. ambassador spoke. That applause for an American is as rare as what Samantha Power announced, that the U.S. abstains. For decades, every year, the U.N. has voted to condemn the United States for its embargo on Cuba, Except for the United States and a few allies, the world's representatives passed that condemnation resolution every time. This year, for the first time, the U.S. didn't vote no. It abstained as relations grow warmer between the U.S. and Cuba. The roadblock is a Republican-led Congress, and only Congress has the power to lift that embargo. It's not something the President could do alone, and like Congress, he too has reservations about rewarding Cuba for continuing its human rights abuses. What if you could rip the roof off your home and replace it with a roof that both collected and stored energy from sunlight, eliminating the need for an electric company? Tesla will tell us more about it this evening at 7 Eastern on its website. When Daniel Rodish of Brooklyn decided to check out the book Fahrenheit 451 from his school library, he was sent home with a permission slip for his parents to sign. The deep irony of this was not lost on Daniel's dad, who's a comedy writer for The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Although the book includes a fair amount of harsh language, the debate on social media is over whether the school was serious or making a point about a very important book on censorship. A certain pumpkin madness has taken over as Halloween approaches. In New Jersey, there's security video of four guys with a van stealing 200 pumpkins from a farm that had lined them up for sale. The farmer says half his crop is gone, the pumpkins with a street value of $1,000. Quoting the Garden State farmer, a prank is when everyone laughs about it. I, he said, am not laughing. And Vancouver, Washington is the source of a YouTube video that features a teenaged girl getting her head stuck inside a pumpkin. She'd carved a round hole in the top, and then to show her brother her pumpkin was bigger than his, she plopped it onto her head. It wouldn't come off until her mother rearranged her ponytail. Her father had been no help at all, offering to call the fire department. No, said Rachel. That would be so horrible. And finally... Monkeys have been sighted in Florida for 86 years, so what's another monkey sighting from the home office? The sightings began in 1930 after one escape from one of the Sunshine State's many odd tourist attractions. Now, in Pasco County, a rhesus macaque is on the loose, and residents are once again being advised to secure their trash can lids to stay away from the monkey, and above all else, don't feed it And because monkeys are small, clever, fast, and hard to spot, authorities are asking the public to call in if they see a monkey on the loose. I'm Buzz Burbank. Have a great weekend. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back Monday with another Buzz Burbank News and Comment. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. The preceding presentation was brought to you by... The Realm Network.